is the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden, Keaton, and Caden. This podcast is for Latter-day Saints who find themselves running a bit late. Each episode, we discuss the weekly Come Follow Me lesson to keep ourselves prepared for our Sunday worship and awaken class. So whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we are just happy that you're here. Welcome back, guys. Thanks again for all that you do. You're listening, you're sharing, you're liking um, reviews on your podcast apps. We appreciate all of that effort. Um, yeah, that's been solid. Also, we had somebody take my advice and actually sample Braden in the uh, actual EFY song, <laughs> which was very hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Awesome. It's good, though. It's hilarious, embarrassing, and wholesome all at the same time. I suggest checking it out. Yeah, shout out to the grade 9, 10 seminary class, Bonnie Dune Steak. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, their teacher, I think, put that together, so that's hilarious. Um, so this week is going to be a pretty solid one, I think. Um, so, like, solely because I like the title of this of the lesson. Be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled. That's just solid advice right there. Um, just because it's like, we don't want a bunch of weaklings. Um, before we dive into the lesson, I just wanted to clarify um, how the podcast... It's yeah, supposed that, to work just because we still have people listening to the first episode, idea. which is totally fine. Um, but so typically we're going to release the episode on a Monday and the following Sunday will be the the lesson for the material that we cover in the episode. I feel like our regular listeners are understanding that, um, but it still is just our numbers are just rising for that first episode still. Maybe this disclaimer should be in the first episode, but I think we did mention it. Um, but yeah, so it's going to come out Monday. You have all week to listen to it whenever you have the chance. And then we're going to cover what we talked about in your Sunday school lessons, ideally. As Yeah, as the weeks go on, essentially. And it should always match up the way we've we've done it. And of course, we have like the off weeks where there's no Sunday school. Uh, but that's just where it's uh, just a bit more of a treat to listen to us, right? Perfect. Back into the lesson. Be not soon shaketh in mind or be troubled. Um yeah, I like as well at the beginning, it says, if we do not record the impressions we receive from the Spirit, we might forget them. What does the Spirit prompt you to record as we read First and Second Thessalonians? So I'm like, oh, we get to record yeah. this right now. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, this is <laughs> uh, a to write it down. in our books. Yeah, it's like a prompt for our That's podcast. Um, so those of you who are listening, uh, please pull out your pen and paper. Uh, <laughs> stop dropping yeah. whatever you're doing. Um, this is no longer a casual listen on the side. You need to be writing down. Yeah, we've been getting it wrong the entire time. Uh, you will be tested. <laughs> this will be graded. God will hear about this. That's too good. It, it is true, though. And it, it's kind of odd, though, because I was always under the impression, like, as long as, like, you can feel the spirit um, during something, like, you're always going to retain that memory. Um, I think I've heard that said before somewhere. I forget, or at least that's always been a thing in my life where it's like anytime I felt the spirit like super, super, super strong, which I guess is a lot of emphasis, um, I have never been able to forget like those experiences at all. Like as if I was just living them like yesterday or even earlier today sort of thing. So this is, it's funny to me that it's like if we do not record the impressions we receive from the spirit, we might forget. Oh, there it is. The answer is right there we might forget them well no it's true like i remember i remember like the some really important stories from my mission but 
if I went back and pulled out like my planners or whatever and looked through it, like there are so many experiences that I had on my mission that like in the moment were super spiritual and very like important in my life. Um, that just are no longer in the front of my memories. Whereas if I was rereading my journal entries and whatever, um, the times that I felt the spirit, like that's, it's super important that, uh, you know, you're realizing that your faith is anchored in stuff. It's not just like one or two experiences, but the idea is to continually feel the spirit, continually grow that faith and to have multiple, you know, references to lean back on um, when things get hard, right? Yeah. Did you did you write in your journal every day? Were you a everyday journal guy? Why well, got to be embarrassing me in front of all of our listeners? No, I did not. <laughs> you didn't? Keaton, did you? I did. I did okay. Uh better at certain moments I did a lot better. I I was lucky at certain points to have technology in the apartment, so I kind of would just start drafting my email home and it would kind of be a a journal entry for the week kind oh, of a interesting. thing. So I didn't do as good on at writing in my journal at that point. I actually wrote every single day. That's like ex- excluding the MTC. That's my biggest failure is I didn't do any days in the MTC. But I'm like, ah, that doesn't really count. Um, but like every day on the mission field, I, I wrote. That was that was like my biggest accomplishment, I think, of my mission, aside from my conversion. <laughs> I think that's that's one of my failures I think about is, well, not that I think about it often, but is just the fact that I stopped journaling. Like nowadays, we, we kind of like make blog posts every so often. We have like a family blog or whatever. Right. But I do wish that I did better at journaling even now, just for recording spiritual things or uh, anything really just for posterity and even just for myself yeah like i'm really looking forward to going through my journals again sometime i have them under my bed somewhere but i just i i mean there's not a lot of opportunities i think that just come up where i'm like oh i should read these again but i definitely am looking forward to i might pop i might i might crack the book open right away here We'll see. Yeah, maybe that could be a new segment as we flip to a random page. In journal entry. Mission journal, journal entry Thursdays. See what, <laughs> see what we find. In Braden's mission <laughs> journal. This, today, it rained all day. It was muddy. I ruined another That's pair of shoes. kind of what life was like, man. Um, so earlier, <laughs> Keaton, you were saying uh, that you found it hard to break down this uh, this giant first yeah, paragraph. Yeah, it's quite here. large. Did you have any success in being able to break it down? Do you think? No, or, I. I should we just anything try to... short of reading through it? Yeah, I don't know. It, again, Paul, Silas, they're just going about their way, doing stuff, and they decided to send a letter to the Thessalon. Is it Thessalonian or Thessalonian? Do we even know? I'd say Thess for now, but you Thess. know, if yeah. uh, a biblical scholar wants to correct us in our DMs, feel free. Well, I mean, it's kind yeah. of spelled like yeah. So they, the Thessalonian converts were facing some troubles. And so Paul just, he was worried about them. And so he sent this letter. Um, it says, I sent to know your faith. Like he, he just wanted to, to send to see how they were doing. And also just to say to them, like, see how keep were, doing it. Well, yeah, check keep up on Keep being them. good. Well, it's kind of like what we did on our missions, hey? We had that package that we all sent to each other, like included a little bit of testimony, like a little keepsake from our missions just within our friend group that's basically what we were doing just that's true i sent to know of your faith like hey, here's my testimony and you know six other guys testimonies that are in this box enjoy hopefully it gets you at a time where you need it 
So yeah, who has that? Who held? I think it's Nathan. I think he held on to it for like the Does better part of his mission. Nathan has that box because that tie was sweet. I would totally t- steal that tie again. <laughs> I think there, so we're supposed to go through it all together. We should get together and do that awesome. sometime. Yeah, maybe next summer. Um, yeah, for those who obviously don't know, which is most of you, there was a box that I forget who sent around to us and some of our other friends, and we each Braden's sister. Yeah, my sister. Braden's sister. I took and it with me. And there was a tie and some other fun things in it, and we just had to pass it on to each other yeah, throughout our missions. That's bro- the brotherhood of the traveling it's, tie. Yeah, That's what that it was, was a great idea. It was awesome. I held on to that as long as I could because I loved the tie. I only had it for a transfer. What was the tie? It was like a floral. It was like a flowery yeah, print like a tie. Print. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so the, w- the way I'm reading through this right now is basically Paul had a lot of success uh, in the area, he loved his saints. He was called out, and then mm-hmm. he's trying to check back in on how they're doing because they were no longer allowed to like preach or or teach their their newly con- like converted members. And so basically, what they were going off of was whatever Paul's last testimony and teachings were to them. And he had to kind of just have faith that they would stay on the straight and narrow. Is that right? Yeah, they. the very end of the paragraph actually has a great message that summarizes most of it. It just says, his message to them and to us is to continue to perfect that which is lacking in our faith and to increase more and more in love. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we need for this week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay, it. sweet. Quick We're out here minutes. early, guys. Was that? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Sweet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um, and then it, it goes on and like, it does break down more what he says. Like the next section um, goes on to talk about how ministers preach with sincerity and love. And um, yeah, for sure. And how, when you're preaching with sincerity of heart, that it, it makes like the message a lot more, it makes it easier to grasp and like a lot more applicable in people's lives. Right. Um, More personal stories to go off of more like of a personal witness when you're preaching out of love. There's nothing like having that, uh, you know, person just scream, you're wrong. Like it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to help you. Right. Yeah. Well, here's a question I have for you guys. And maybe it's not as much of a question as just a, some thought. Um, I'm just thinking about different ways that we can minister. And clearly there's this way of ministering with sincerity and love. What is the other way to minister? I, I'm thinking like in general, some kind of, I can think of salesmen who like maybe are real skeezy and don't, sell with sincerity and love they lie a lot and stuff like that and like, but they still I'd, get the message out or whatever yeah or like is there a missionary equivalent of that uh, there, there definitely is i think yeah I've service seen man you preach through service no, i'm saying the negative way oh yeah like number because there are non-sincere non-loving stat monkeys number monkeys yeah people who just care about oh we taught this many lessons and that's all that matters instead of like hey we found people that are looking for the gospel that benefited from it that doesn't mean that if you care about the numbers you're not caring about the people um but to focus on the sincerity and the love aspect and you know finding people who are genuinely searching for the gospel um and who who can benefit from the gospel and who are ready and like receptive right right yeah it's like making people actually change rather than just making people get baptized kind of a thing making people do what you tell them to do but actually yeah, yeah, yeah. helping them because yeah, I'm just thinking broader than like the missionary aspect. Cause we can relate a lot of things yeah, well, to that. And I, I think, think 
that that helps emphasize the, the heading right there, like ministers of the gospel preach with sincerity and love. Like there's all sorts of people who will go out and administer you minister to you or like tell you all sorts of different things. Like how many people it's like election season right now too. Right? So it's like not without getting into like any political biases or anything, like how often are those messages just completely shoved in your face or, or whatever, whereas with ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ, I should say, uh, preach with sincerity and love. It's never like a forced message or it shouldn't, it should never be a forced message rather. Yeah. Ideally it shouldn't be like nobody's perfect. And there are lots of ministers of the gospel out there. Right. So like, obviously people are not all perfect, but yeah, ideally, you know, if you're ministering the gospel, do it from a place of love in your heart. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, which does tie into what you were bringing up, which is, yeah, services. That's a huge, obvious, huge thing. That is a great way to help. Yeah, we talked about it before for a whole episode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, which people apparently still go back and listen to. So, <laughs> yeah, welcome back. <laughs> um, well, and then the next section says that as I follow Jesus Christ, I can become holy. Kind of going back to what Paul said at the beginning, or that uh, that bit that Keaton read there, his message to them is to continue to perfect that which is lacking in their faith. Um, as you follow Jesus Christ, you can become holy. You can you can perfect and you can continue to progress and build up those things that are lacking in your faith, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I love that they just ask the question. They just say, okay, so... Well, they don't actually ask the question. They just say, we all hope that at the coming of our Lord, we'll be able to stand before him with hearts unblameable and holiness before God. Every time that question gets asked, I get a little bit afraid. Hearts <laughs> unblameable? Jeez. Like, yeah, that's a that's one way to like, put it. Will uh, I be able to stand in front of him with a, a heart unblameable in holiness? Yeah, I think tonight, actually, there is a broadcast for the North America Northeast area. It's out of like... I think they were near Boston is where they were. And Elder Christofferson was talking about having like a personal interview with yourself every every day. Or no, he was quoting um, Clayton M. Christensen, who's like the power of everyday missionaries guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was saying that while he was going to school at Harvard, which is, I don't know if that's a name drop, but he's he teaches there and stuff. He's kind of a big he's a smart guy. Um, he's a smart guy. He Yeah, he talked about that he would daily have kind of a, an hour of time where he would just think about his life, about where he stood with God, with his faith, where he stood with his family, friends, everything like that. Just take that time to basically just ponder, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not pray, meditate, of course, <laughs> meditate. And uh, yeah, I think that's something that I, I want to try and do too, but but specifically relating it to just thinking about where we stand with God, where we stand. like Yeah, like some self-reflection. Yeah, like where am I really? How how well did I actually do today as a, as a follower of Christ, as a representative of Christ, even as not a missionary, we're still representatives, right? Right. And we're still ministers of the gospel. Yeah. Um, not to track all the way back, uh, but my phone did something weird and like scrolled all the way back up to the top of the lesson again. And while I was there and just reading, I didn't notice. And uh, But I, I found this, and it's just before what Keaton said there about uh, like perfect that which is lacking in faith. But it said, Paul knew that faithfulness in the past is not sufficient for spiritual survival in the future. Oh, that's good. And I think that ties into, yeah, I think that ties into 
what we were just talking about, about having like a, well, the, whole the journaling, journaling, but um, having like a heart unblameable in holiness before God, like just because we were like really, really righteous or solid ministers in the past and like we learned certain lessons there, those same lessons that we learned there um, aren't always going to be the answer for trials of the future. And so we always need to be taking in more more and more knowledge or more and more spiritual like goodness, I guess, to to fulfill like the amount that we need for the future, if that makes sense, for our spiritual survival in the future. Yeah, like I don't know, it's your your spiritual strength isn't like a canteen. It's not something that you yeah. can fill and oh, perfect. Now I'm going on a hike. I don't I'm not gonna have you know, my constant influx of spirituality for X amount of time. So I filled up my canteen and it's going to carry me through. No, it's like you only get so much and it's it's a constant effort that you have to continually refill. You can't like, oh, I'm thirsty now. I'll just go back to my experiences from back in the day, quench my spiritual thirst with that for now and keep going like you can. And that's good. It's important to reflect and remember what helped you in the past, but it's not enough yeah and then to make it through those like really really trying times right like and then at at some point like are you just neglecting you know modern revelation for you or whatever like the the purpose of what these modern revelations are for yeah the purpose of because you're like oh well i mean it was full back then so yeah the purpose of prayer and you know you're not mm -hmm. conversing with our savior through prayer and and meditation as keaton was saying i actually on my mission i had a copy of a talk or uh some it wasn't a talk it was like an article from deseret book or something i don't know i'll i'll link it in the description um but it was saying that like it was just this guy's idea when when the prophet and and when we're told to meditate on the scriptures it's not like oh yeah just think about it for a while he was saying that like it's what if it was actual meditation like when we imagine people sitting there like having a mantra, humming, whatever it may be, and like taking that literally, um, doing like some actual, like what we think is like classic meditation. And it was a, a really fun exercise that I did for a couple months on my mission, taking time to like actually meditate. And it teaches a couple principles of like classic meditation and how we can apply that to our spiritual meditation. And like it compares like doctrines of other like religions or ideologies that use meditation and how it's like oh well that could be interpreted as being this in christianity so let's try it let's apply it and it was really cool like an actual meditation i'll, I'll link the article if i can find it it was it was a fun exercise to do for sure but i think that it also helped because it's not just oh yeah i read the scriptures and then i think about them that's meditating like yeah that's better than just reading the scriptures but taking that time to sit there quietly and just listen and feel the spirit because you know how people say like you can pray but if you're not listening for an answer afterwards it's not how are you supposed to hear the answer yeah so it was saying like you read your scriptures you do your you do your spiritual stuff and then you meditate and you listen for that answer you you have that time to just sit there and sit and feel and pay attention to all the small changes and really just feel for the the still small voice in your life i like that a lot yeah, I, th I think the word we're kind of looking for here is pondering too. Like, doesn't that kind of like mix all those together? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like the idea of prayer and meditation kind of being one thing, you know? If we just say a prayer, more more so for personal prayers, of course. In a family prayer, we can't necessarily like sit there for 
30 minutes and no that's how i like to and, uh, pray in my congregation but, um <laughs> i just kind of get up there and we open up with a nice um <laughs> and then like once everyone's yeah. on the same level and pitch then i begin the prayer and ultimately oh, man. uh the the chapel's lifted up and we are <laughs> exalted uh, yeah on a weekly exalted basis. like jericho uh, was it Jericho that was exalted? Uh, Zion, I, I Zion. believe. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I really like that idea of, of just sitting. And that's basically what we do in the celestial room anyways, is just sitting, praying, waiting, thinking about our life, pondering, using the spirit to teach us as we're there. Like it all just mixes together really well, even though meditation generally is kind of a knowledge of the world. It mixes so well in with prayer that it it really should kind of be the same thing. And like once I I I bringing up the celestial room there. Like once I tried that on my mission of like I'm gonna try med not necessarily meditating that wasn't in my mind back then, but I'll call it meditating now. But I was like trying to do something that would just make it that much more um, powerful of an experience. So I tried kneeling in the celestial room, and like the workers they got. They were quick to get me back up on my feet. They were like, you don't have to kneel here. And I was like, oh, what? Sorry. But I was like, mid-prayer. We don't yeah. do that here. I was like, oh, shoot. So hopefully you, the temple workers are chill. But, um, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if I when I was thinking about it back in the day, I was like, in, in that room, I guess it doesn't make sense to, to kneel down and pray before him because... Well, you've yeah, already done so much preparation thinking. to be spiritually yeah. ready for that. So It would just be weird yeah. in his presence to be there, right? So that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Just a small, I mean, that's a weird tangent, I guess, but. Yeah. But yeah, make sure you're praying, guys. doesn't matter if you're a member of the church or not. Prayer is important. God wants to hear you. He wants to yeah, answer keep you. That, yeah, keep that communication yeah. up. If you don't communicate, you'll never find answers. You'll never learn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this next one here, as I follow Jesus Christ, I can become holy. Um, hmm. That's interesting. I think that's I the one like we were kind of on, Braden. We, we covered yeah. Is that That's the one? The one we okay, good. Because I was like, I feel. <laughs> yeah, we already did that. I was like, I feel like we just <laughs> covered that one. Perfect. So then, yeah, if I am a faithful and watchful, if I am faithful and watchful, I will be prepared for the Savior's second coming. Interesting. This is going to be a nice one to get into with you guys. Well, I mean, that's exactly what you were just reading back to the beginning again, right? Like, um, will you be able to stand unblameless before the presence of God? Like, are you going to be prepared for that? And I think it, yeah, I think it ties in better there, especially considering like these uh, metaphors they use in this par, like this paragraph right here, as examples of how quick it can come upon us. Like, well, like uh, maybe I didn't word that right, but like how quickly the second coming will come. Like, no one knows when it's happening, right? So when it comes upon us, it'll be like a thief in the night or uh, travail upon a woman with child sort of thing like it's like oh shoot yeah it's here and so that's where that um spiritual survival that you and i were talking about there caden uh how if it was um spiritual influences of the past or faithfulness of the past it's not going to be enough for when he comes that night sort of thing and i think that's awesome because you it's like you said you could have your canteen fill for mm-hmm. like months but it wouldn't be enough because you don't have that that new that new word you don't got it it ain't on you. You got to continually feast. Yeah. It ain't on you. The ten virgins, or isn't that a a parable of, for the second coming? That's the one that keeps coming to mind as we talk about um, these other ones. 
Just always being prepared. Yeah, because they had their candles, they lit them, and then they burnt out. It's ex- it's very similar to the canteen, right? Like, yeah, it just didn't last. And then they're like, oh, got to go fill up my lantern. Oh, got to go fill up my canteen again. Well, what y- was you it? missed it, man. Didn't, you wasn't be there ready. some kind of phrase or uh, saying for filling your canteen before? Oh, what was that? I'm trying to remember. What does filling your canteen mean in like before your mission terms? Is yeah, it like, like getting a bunch get, of kisses before your it, mission? Yeah. It's like kissing everyone oh, you can for right. getting your getting your fill in. That's right. Let's uh let's not talk about who filled yeah, their also, canteens. Yeah, also also bad <laughs> advice. Yeah. Oh yeah, is that bad advice? Yeah, bad advice. I definitely like didn't when a bunch do of pre missionaries just go <laughs> Oh, they go crazy. That's hilarious. And Did you uh, go crazy, Braden? I, I'm I may have. It's not important. <laughs> Sorry to anyone it's who knew important. me. Sorry to anyone who knew me before my mission. Brain's a new man. Yeah. I shed off the old man, put on the new. Just like a, a nice pair of socks, right? That's right. Throwback. Yeah. I changed nice those socks, socks two years ago. And I guess daily since. Or not two years ago. How long have I been home from my mission? Long time, dude. Oh, long, long time. It gets longer Let's and longer talk about every it. day. <laughs> Okay, so well, we kind of went through this one faster than I thought we were going to, uh, just basically because I wanted to talk a little bit about the second coming and, like, what preparedness means f- Well, the next, that, but the next section talks about the second coming, too. It, it says, does? Okay. An apostasy or falling away from the truth was prophesied to precede the second coming. Okay. Yeah, I like this one um, much more. And, I mean, that happened, right? Like, that's the great apostasy. That's what we talk about in between you know, when the gospel fell away a little bit from the truth and then it was restored by Joseph Smith through modern revelation and through, you know, like communication with God and and the Book of Mormon clarifying those gospel, those gospel pure truths. Yeah, and, and without touching into the missionary restoration lesson too much, like reformation was necessary for the restoration. Reformation being like people started recognizing there's inconsistencies with the early church very, very early on. Um, and it allowed for Joseph Smith to get that initial, uh, yeah, something's not right here. I need to know these answers for myself. And so, mm-hmm. and then they actually go on to include a bunch of those um, people like Martin Luther and whatnot. Like they have those quotes from them listed here in the lesson anyways. While we're on the topic yeah, I mean, of I'm, apostasy. I'm going to read that Martin yeah, go for one, it. actually. Go for it. He said, I have sought nothing beyond reforming the church in conformity with the Holy Scriptures. I simply say that Christianity has ceased to exist among those who should have preserved it. Wow. And, like, that's basically just, like, another witness that, like, the Scriptures, like, people who could read the Scriptures back in the day and who understood them, like, before they were widely available to everybody, understood that the church was, you know, kind of doing their own thing to, to some extent. Um, and returning the Bible into the hands of the saints was a huge step in in preparing the world for the restored gospel, right? Like um, being able to compare the the teachings in the Bible to the teachings in the Book of Mormon and seeing, hey, you know, God had prophets in, you know, ancient Jerusalem. Uh, that makes sense. And it also makes sense that he would have prophets elsewhere. And, and he teaches the same things because we're all children of God and 
He wants the same thing for all of us. And, oh, look, I can I can see that testimony um, testified by reading the Book of Mormon where I can read two principles, separate, separate times, separate places, same teachings. And, like, who knows? Maybe there will be other scriptures elsewhere in the world with God's other children. Right. It's just, it's crazy to me to think about that we'd have to, like, go to our bishop and ask him, what does that one scripture say again? Like, could you could you tell me? Could you let me know? And he could basically say whatever he wanted back then. And that's it. And like, it would go unchallenged. We just take his word for yeah. it. That's yeah. Just, well, and that's, we, where the, that's where the title of the lesson comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Be not soon shaken in mind. Well, and yeah, I guess that that's kind of what the saints in, is it Thessalonica? Thessalonica? The Thessalonian saints, that's what they were dealing with, too, because yeah, they, at the time, wouldn't have had a lot of those writings to, to read on their own. So these letters really were manna from heaven for for them to continue their understanding and their learning. Right. Well, I mean, back to, back to, like, journaling and writing down our spiritual impressions. I mean, most of the New Testament is basically just Paul writing letters to various saints, um, his spiritual impressions and and like things that he felt he needed to share right and that's the bible that is the yeah. new testament like over half of it i thank goodness they didn't let them go to waste hey like thank goodness nobody lost them or, or maybe they did maybe they lost i'm sure there's lots that were lost i think yeah, yeah. considering yeah. how many lost, yeah I'm considering sure. like, how many there's some in the apocrypha that through. we don't have in the king james version that i don't know if they're letters from paul but those other books as well that some people consider scripture and some do not well i think there's yeah they're mm-hmm. they're all, there yeah. for us to be able to read in is it the bible dictionary or where where is it where do you find that in our um, like, because there's you can I'm read sure you can verses. Google Apocrypha yeah, too. like you can and, you yeah. can read the verses. There's of some the Apocrypha really good Bible apps that, that are in. Um, the, you can compare translations and stuff. Standard like that works that are really good for like that. they're in the standard works set. I was reading them in my quad, I think. I just forget where you put, they put them. I think it's in Bible Dictionary, or um, it's somewhere. You mean where it like summarizes the Apocrypha kind Maybe of thing? Maybe that. I think it wouldn't have the no, whole thing. No, no, That's a lot no. of words. To fit well, in the a, apocrypha is like anything that's not accepted as scripture, like yeah, verified true. scripture, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like anything spiritual could be considered apocrypha. If somebody considers it to be scripture and somebody else doesn't, then apocrypha, right? Right. So yeah, I think there's just know, a specific set, certain set of books that's like the Catholic because that was the one where uh, like right. Holland pulled one of his famous talks out of the apocrypha with like the the whippeth like the how the tongue whips. Like the words of the tongue whip or something. Oh, I forget. It's a good talk. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to look it up and link it if we it's can find it. It's a good talk. But yeah, it's it's just so nice nowadays to have this abundance of stuff. And we're essentially every time, like today again, I was talking about we had a broadcast. That is essentially the modern form of the book of Thessalonians, which is awesome. And it, it pretty much, especially general conference, we. Was it all? It was almost like the next day that they had the talks all down in print and ready to go for people to read. So it's it's just amazing. We're so lucky today, in comparison. Right. No, for real. And even if you go and just see how many like languages the Bible is in, and even the Book of Mormon, like so many languages, it's so widely available, and not even in like physical print. But if you need to, you can just read it online, like at your fingertips anytime you need it the bible the book of mormon you know all these other talks that we have from general authorities 
They have a free PDF you can download as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I think we're just yeah. For your e Now we're just giving them too many avenues. <laughs> no such thing. There's an app for that. I want to quickly talk about the great apostasy, like in depth, as far as like, um, like if if it was up to you, like if you were the saints back in the day, like, and it was up to you to preserve them, like what 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 things do you think you guys would prioritize? What do you mean, like in the gospel or? Paul's gone. You're just converts. Like I'm, I'm thinking about back when, like I'm, I'm a little missionary on my mission. That's not even fully aware of everything that's going on in the church. I don't have all the answers or anything, but I'm teaching other people. Like I know I'd hold on to like the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like obviously, like as many of the like the the key things as possible. But like I just know there's some things where it's like, how do you, how do you preserve that without? like a giant organization being able to blanket over. Yeah, it, it it was impossible, which is why the church failed, right? Like even in Corinthians, Paul is correcting the saints for doing baptisms for the dead incorrectly, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's why the church failed is because there was so much hearsay all around and they couldn't correct it fast enough. They couldn't travel. And as they died out one by one, there was just no way to fix it. Which is what led to, of course, the which is the great apostasy in the end, right? It just due to the technology of the time, there's just no way. There's no way to get the message across. There's too few bodies that knew the truth to spread it far and wide. I guess. Well, and and then the ones well, that knew no the truth. Well, there's no They can't. Yeah, like exactly. Widespread write write the Bible or write Christ's teachings. It was all hand transcribed. Well, it takes. Forever. I mean, yeah. And what if the messenger, you know, got shot along the way? Well, then there goes another book from the Bible, right? Back in <laughs> like, the days of King Uzziah, they were able to transcribe uh, his his message, or King Benjamin. Sorry. Um, they're able to transcribe his message and bring it to everyone who was kind of chilling around the, the tower he was talking from. Right, and that that's what it took just for one city to yeah. all hear his words. Like, imagine the entire, what is it? Yeah. It's an entire continent. And that's just of what we're aware of. True, <laughs> true. Yeah, man. Like, and, and, I mean, it goes without saying that it's a miracle we have as much scripture as we do, I think. Like, it's definitely... And whatever we're missing is made up through modern revelation, right? Like, that's one of the the important yeah. parts of the restoration is that, you know, all whatever teachings may or may not have been around back then, we have exactly what we need now because we know that the, the prophet and the apostles speak with Christ directly and are able to get that information for us. And also, we can receive direct revelations in our own personal lives for what is going on with I think, us. I think it's a testament to divine intelligence itself in that, like, he had a plan for the scriptures to remain. Like, you know, he had a plan for his word to not be lost because it would have been so easy back in the day to, like, it, yeah, that's blowing my mind now. <laughs> like, how intelligent the Lord's plan is, you know, how how. It's just a miracle that we got the scriptures, man. Why is this so profound to me right now? I'm like <laughs> you're sitting just, here. You're feeling like it. In awe. It's the spirit, right? Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, geez, that would have been hard. I'm just, I'm thinking now just about personal apostasy as well. Just um, different ways we can avoid that, which is just the seminary answers. Um, and it, it is just interesting that like we're talking about, even if the saints then did it, 
because they didn't have that amount of scripture and stuff that that wouldn't have mattered eventually just because you forget things and stuff right you eventually just lose your way without without um, practice or retying yourself to the the actual facts like right how much of um our daily routines right now are like synced up with like alerts or like notifications or um reminders and like to not have that um yeah i think it's a different story it'd almost be nice to be as in tune with the spirit Just, as i am with all the notifications on my cell phone right like ding do this ding talk to this person ding whatever yeah. like <laughs> yeah. having that like physical notification I'm sure for some people things that i need to be doing in my life would be pretty beneficial being that in tune with the spirit right yeah i'm sure for some people that that'd be nice thing. it'd be nice if you could set well, i mean a notification on your scriptures to you, say hey remind me you can you know? set reminders on any cell phone if any I of those app it, developers but... are listening which is a long shot but yeah fair enough it's true but it might it'd be nice to be in the app so you just click on the reminder and it just takes you straight in yeah um i think there's we have the technology but uh, i kind of want to talk about um how like, you know how inf- important our phones are to us on the day to day, and we still lose those sometimes. People, how often do you hear like, "Oh, can you call my phone? I don't know where it is." Like, just like it would have been that easy to misplace the scriptures. I mean, I know it's a giant. It, it's it's not a small device that fits in your pocket, but like, just think. Well, I mean, let's take it to less of a physical analogy and more of like a an emotional one. Like if it's that easy for us to lose our phone that we're attached to uh how easy is it for us to emotionally or or like spiritually lose our way spiritually be like oh can somebody call me can somebody bring me back on track here for a minute because i i lost my way for a second well that's my favorite thing you've said all day yeah that's true that's awesome i like that a lot that's a that's we could talk about that for much longer i think but I know we kind of talked about this episode being um, just a little shorter, but I do want to say, Caden, that's uh, I think that's the right way to take it on an emotional level. Like, hey, I, I might need someone to to ring my my spirituality and and bring me back to uh, wherever because I'm troubled or I've been shaken in mind to try to bring the title back into it. There. Yeah, and but, and just to bring it in again, just. Uh, if any of you who are listening do have struggles, not of a like specifically you need expert help variety, but if you have just struggles with a question or, or maybe you need help or some inspiration or something like that, or not inspiration, motivation, <laughs> um, feel free to drop us a line. We, we've been kind of all three of us chatting with people on our Instagram page today and it's been kind of fun. And yeah, if, if there's anyone who needs help, one of us will always be available to to just help you in, in whatever you need. So yeah, feel free to do that if you if you need any kind of motivation or or assistance with this kind of stuff. Yeah, we're not your bishop. Don't come uh, yeah, some of us dropping are, some confessions yeah, to us. Yeah. But definitely, if you need somebody to listen, if you're struggling, hit us up. You've you've got three of us. Yeah, if you need spiritual pick me ups, we've got like the memes for you. Yeah, if you send us something like that, we'll just <laughs> send you the phone number of your bishop. We'll just look it up and send you that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's that's getting too hard. That's a lot of effort. Although no, it's LDS tools, hard. yeah, LDS tools is easy. 
I guess. I guess. Something I'm a little disappointed we didn't do more uh, is read some scriptures here. I've been clicking on a bunch of them, trying to see which ones I think um, are quick, like, scriptures that are worth mentioning. Do any of you guys have scriptures in mind? Like, have you been... Just throw in a token scripture just so that we read a scripture in this lesson? Well, I just feel like you can't you can't discuss a come follow me lesson. This this without, lesson yeah. paraphrases quite a lot of them, and I think we've read some pretty Fair specific enough. quotes Fair from enough. there, which is not too bad. Yeah, I feel like okay. I feel like we're good. Um, like Perfect. We felt we followed the spirit, and we've covered what we need to cover. I think no sense in in dragging it out. Yeah. Awesome. Who's closing us out? I think that's you, Boo. That's not me. Is it me? I did the intro. Oh, sorry. I call Caden Boo. He's my... uh... (laughs) I got it. Thanks again for sharing the podcast. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, You can find myself on Instagram as Respected Dreamer, Brayden as Sarcastic Dreamer, and Keaton as (laughs) Keaton.com. Very professional, Um, Keaton. And yeah, another big special thank you to Spencer Rolfson, Lucky Bandit, for our intro and outro. Um... You're the real MVP, Spence. Yeah, you are, really. You are the man. Thanks, everyone. Okay, bye. There's a voice That tells me I'm not good enough Enough in my head. I can't choose to believe it or not, or not. And I know what I will choose. I will listen to the truth with my Savior by my side. I'm not afraid. I can do all things. Or something. Can't climb. There's nothing I can't be. Oh, no matter how hard it may seem. Do all things. There's a call that resonates inside my heart.